tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to AGP. As always, I am your host, I am Amanda, and we want to give a shout-out to the wonderful sponsors that make AGP possible to be live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's give a shout-out to Hazard Productions for their amazing work on their all-ages comics, Peanut Butter and Jelly. Big shout-out to Scott Comics with their all-ages comic, Our Supermom, and the more adult comic car case, Mr. Mark Kidwell from Images 68. We also want to thank UVN, the Underground Video Network, for being a sponsor of AGP. They've been doing some amazing video podcasts for you for quite some time now. and You can catch them over on YouTube. And, of course, we want to thank Gem City Comic Con for making AGP the official sponsor of that convention. And you can catch more about uh, Gem City Comic Con over at their website. The upcoming second show of Gem City Comic Con, Champion City Comic Con, also over on the website. And remember, Gem City Comic Con will be coming to you April 1st and 2nd of 2017. Well, this week, everybody has been in, well, either fights, car wrecks, accidents, being run over, finding dead bodies, or whatever it may be. They've been playing the game of probably the century, the thing that will define 2016 forever in history, Pokemon Go. And we're going to talk a little bit about this, because I have a rival team member who is joining me today, Mr. Alan Wiki. Sorry, I had to call you out. You're seeing yellow for crime and things. Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> oh, well, good to be back, representing yellow, yellow and proud. No, uh, you know, from what I saw... From what I saw online, only the most hipster of hipsters are yellow. We got like less than 25% of the total users are Team Yellow right now. Yeah, well, I think they're all located here in Oxford because if I can't, I'm going to have to start kicking some yellow butt because every time I take a gym, you frackers keep coming up and taking over my gym and my Pikachu shows back up in my deck. So uh, stop it. <laughs> I need it to train, Dagnab you. <laughs> so Man, it's... I have... <laughs> It's hilarious how this game has just caught on with people of all ages. Oh, I know. It's crazy. I mean, from what I was reading, they have more daily users than Twitter now in America. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> well, that explains why the stupid server keeps crashing every time I try to catch a Jigglypuff. At least, I mean, I would kill to see a Jigglypuff. I haven't seen anyone anything like that here. My neighborhood's full of grass Pokemon. Mine has flying and a lot of poison. Um, we had a rainstorm today, so water Pokemon showed up everywhere. <laughs> and there have been some elusive ones. Uh, Richu has been teasing me. Um, uh, crap, I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, you could take my, you could try and take my nerd card. But uh, Spiro's evolved form has been um, evading me. Um, Execute showed up the other day. He's been invading me lately. I spent five hours trying to hunt that little thing down, and every time I got closer, he went, nope, and jumped somewhere else. I was like, you suck. I don't I don't know how they do it. It's almost creepy how well the Pokemon are matched to the terrain, too. Like, over at my university, it's like uh, a couple miles from here, uh, everyone was tweeting and going crazy because they found a Lapras at the pond. Nice. Nice. I want a Lapras. I don't have a Lapras. I did find Magikarp in the middle of the road, of all places. In the middle of you, the road. You need like 400 of those to get Gyarados, though. It's painful. It's even more painful than involving it in the real Pokemon game. Yeah, I I would like to see um, some of the implements from the original Pokemon game put in here. Um, I would love to see, you know, the fact that I could take my Pokemon and I could throw Magikarp out. Someone can whack the crap out of him for a little bit and pull him back before he dies and then put him in another Pokemon. That way I can level up Magikarp because that's like really the only way I'm going to get a Gyarados. And I really, really, really want a Gyarados. Um, 
Which is funny because I'm not. I, I'm. I, what's funny is is I'm not real big on the electric Pokemon or the water Pokemon or any of those other ones. I really like my fire Pokemon, which is why one of the reasons why I chose Valor. Um, there's a reason why my wardrobe is all red and black because red is always supposed to be evil and powerhouses and things like that. Um, as for the thing that tweaked everybody out last night is Vulpix showed up. Yeah, we we had a group of people hunting for Voltex on our university campus too. That was so fun, and, and it's crazy. I was there at like uh, what was it, like eleven o'clock at night, and there were just groups of strangers going on safari and meeting up for the first time. It's nuts. Big yeah. groups, like turn over your shoulder. Oh, look, there's another dozen people playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, there are some really nice things about this game that has nothing to do with the gameplay at all, which is great. Um, you're meeting a lot of new people. People are getting out of the house. I've read a lot of such things about, you know, people with depression are getting out of the house. It's giving them something that gets them up and up out of the bed, which is nice, you know. People who are not cheaters are actually walking. I have walked a total of, what is it now, 17 miles thanks to Pokemon Go. You're lucky I walked two feet in a day. So, <laughs> and I've walked a total of 17 miles in three days. So there are some benefits. I'm just waiting for like six months, a year from now, you get all the miraculous Pokemon Go weight loss stories. I lost 75 pounds just by playing Pokemon Go and not cheating in my car because I tell you, these, these car cheaters, they take me off. They tick me off so bad. They need to go. Don't like them. Need to go. Uh, they do. They cheat so bad. It's not even funny. It ticks me off. I'm just like, we um, we came across a Pokemon, and I could not identify it. I could not, for the life of me, identify it. Um, and I know that they do have some legendaries out there, Um and I was chasing it, and as I was chasing, I was really, 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 really close, and a silhouette showed up on my phone that it said that I, it vibrated, and when I stepped on it, a silhouette. It didn't show me the full Pokemon, so I don't know if it was a glitch or whatever it was. So, because if you get to, like, some of those higher levels, they have question marks. This one didn't even have a question mark. Mm -hmm. It was just blank. And so I went in, and I'm throwing berries at it, and I'm hoping to catch it. And all I hear, and then all of a sudden I hear these tires screech and this van pulls up. So obviously they saw it too on their phone. And <laughs> it, it really, no, it really kind of pisses me off. Because here I am, I am in the middle of nowhere. The only thing you hear are the coyotes and you're looking around and you may not see Pokemon in the real world, but there's like three skunks around me. So I'm like... Okay, really, really quiet. Let's catch this Pokemon. Let's not get sprayed by a skunk or attract any of the coyotes. That'd be really great, please. Um, <laughs> and I'm hunting it. I think I've almost got it. And then I hear the words out of the van after it pulls up. God damn it! And the thing flies off of my screen. And I'm like, what the hell? Fuck you. You and your cheating van. I hate you. Go to hell away. I was it. <laughs> I was absolutely livid. I wanted to cry so bad. Um, but the gameplay is great. I wish that the battling still had the turn-based style that the original video game did. The, the the battling seems to be a pain in the ass. Well, I don't know. I don't mind it too much. It's good for the more casual players. And there's a little bit more to it. I mean, you can swipe and dodge, and you can charge up your, like, finisher moves. Yeah, but... but... I'm not really good at that. <laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for, I heard they're promising player trading and yes. player versus player battles on the fly. Because, I mean, that, that really helped build up the whole community thing even more. I mean, the gyms are great, but, you know, it's, I mean, I wish I could actually connect with all these people I'm bumping into right on the spot. That'd be funny. Be like, I'm going to go walk through the grass and see if I find a trainer. Da -da. Boom. Oh, we ran into each other. Now we have to battle. Do -do 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 -do. Right. <laughs> Just like in the games, if two trainers' eyes meet, they have to battle. <laughs> and I am interested in the trading because there are a lot of people that have some stuff that I want, 
and I have some stuff that they want, and I purposely have saved it just because they want to trade because I'm getting yelled at a lot because everybody's like, oh, look, it's a Pikachu. He's a level 69. And then I'd be like, oh, look, it's a Pikachu. He's 249. And everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> I, even my friend Tyler says that, that I've been really lucky. I keep running into some really high-level Pokemon um, to mm. where I, I have four Pokemon already into the 1,200. And I didn't start when everybody else started. I didn't even download this till like, 1 o'clock Sunday morning. So... <laughs> I've been busy slightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was one of the first. I was like camping out, waiting for the second they put it on the the app store. Nice. No, I wasn't doing that. I didn't even know it had been released yet. Like I didn't even know my friend. This is a great story. So I'm sitting with my group playing Star Wars Battlefront. Because it was double points weekend last weekend. I want my double points. I want my double credits. I need to upgrade myself in Star Wars Battlefront. And so me and my squad are playing. And my friend goes, oh, look, a Weedle. And I'm like, what? I was like, are you playing Pokemon? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you playing Pokemon while playing Star Wars Battlefront? He's like, it's Pokemon Go. I was like, holy crap, did that come out? He's like, yeah, it's out. I was like, crap. He's like, yeah, I'm going to, and I was like, are you going to take a picture of it? I heard that you're able to take pictures. He's like, I can't take a picture of this. I'm like, well, where's the Weedle? He's like, well, I'm kind of not wearing any clothes. And I just had to ask. I'm like, is your Weedle on your dick? He's like, yep, there's a Weedle on my dick. And I'm just like, oh my God. There's been oh. so many outrageous photos online of like random places Pokemon are popping out. It's just uh, Pokemon in the bathroom. It's, it writes itself. Yeah, and I'm actually a little bit upset because I can't do that. Now, I have learned through other people, though, um, getting the picture of wherever the Pokemon is is cool, but then you should switch from the AR that because it is actually easier to catch them if they're not on the AR. So that's a little trick, guys. But... Um, I know the AR is not responsive on my phone. I guess it's too old of a model being two years old. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> and Ancient. So, I know. I mean, if it was any older, it'd be a flip phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was really, really upsetting because I really, really wanted to take this picture because I, I woke up. And I kind of sleep in the living room a lot because I fall asleep playing video games. Like, I have nothing better to do than fall asleep and play video games. And my phone buzzes, and there's a Snorlax. And I'm like, cool. And I turn around to see where it was. And when I turn my figure around, it was actually would have been laying on my car. And I'm like, <laughs> this sucks that I don't have the picture thing. This really fucking sucks. You have no idea. I think the funniest one, though, is there is a, uh, my friend took a picture of one, and there was a Pikachu sitting right on my chest. I'm like, so there's a Pikachu coming out of my boots, right? They're like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, can I get a Pikachu? <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to laugh because uh, our past convention for Gallatin, we, uh, my buddy was, like, sitting alone in a booth, and there's, like, a Jinx right next to him. I mean, Jinx of old Pokemon, it looks so awkward, like, cuddling up to him. So I have to ask, what are the prominent Pokemon there where you're from? Uh, like I said, it's mostly grass and normal Pokemon. I mean, a ton of Caterpie, Butterfree. I see a lot of Tauros. See, we don't have Tauroses here. Um, ours are Weedles. Caterpie is 50-50, but we mainly have uh, Rattatas, uh, Weedles, Pidgeys for a mile long. Pidgeys fucking everywhere. And we are overrun with Eevee. Like, Eevee mm -hmm. is every free, like everybody has Eevee. But because of where I am in Oxford, we have running water underneath it. You can only evolve your Eevee here in Oxford to Vaporeon. And I don't want that. I want a, or a, a, I want a Jolteon or a Fireon. I don't want the Vaporeon. I want, I, I want the fire and the electric one. I'm like, God bless it, freaking stupid stuff. 
Yeah, I, I got I got two, and they both ended up as Flareon. Love Flareon. Want a Josie on the Team Yellow? I want a Flareon. But, no. Um, been hatching any eggs lately? Oh, yeah, that's been fun. That's been forcing me to do my daily 5Ks. Oh, yeah. So who you got so far from your eggs? Oh, lots and lots of disappointment. Weedle after weedle. I was lucky you got a Jigglypuff, though. Oh, you suck! Give me your Jigglypuff! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's, am- it's virtually useless, though. It's like a CP20, and I have not had any chances to find another one, so I'm not going to evolve it anytime soon. Wow, that kind of sucks, man. Um, My first one was a po- Pontia. Pontia uh, oh, nice. Yeah, one level uh, CP one ninety five, and then I got a Poliwag at one hundred nine, and then I got a Pikachu of one hundred one. Mm. Oh, and I just found out because I saw a list of what Pokemon usually hatch from each type of egg, and I've been struggling to try to find the starters. I figured, oh, they're good. They're probably in all the five and ten k eggs. They're not. They're not. If you didn't know, the starter Pokemon are all in the two k eggs. So. I'm actually, like, trying to focus on those now. Yeah. The funny part is, is I really kind of wish I would have waited just a little bit longer to actually get the game. Because then I found out there were so many tips and tricks. So I download Pokemon Go, and as soon as I get in, I don't know what I'm doing. It doesn't tell me anything. It just says, go catch this Pokemon. And Bulbasaur is right there. So I catch Bulbasaur, and he's my starter which is not the one that I wanted. I wanted Charmander, you know, because I like Charmander. I'm fire. And it was funny because then I find out, oh, if you walk away, then the other po- the other starter Pokemon show up. And if you walk away from all three of them, you can get a Pikachu as your starter. Yeah, I saw that too and was kicking myself. I really wanted I a like, Pikachu. I haven't seen any around here. Come down here. They like to hang out by my work. It is funny. Which, speaking of work, man, the the amount of stuff, like, I'm sitting there and I keep asking my mom, so, like, can I trade some favors at work to get people on my team? <laughs> oh, the team pride is awesome. I mean, I saw some pictures online where, like, businesses are putting up posters. Discount if you show your own team mystic. <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw another one, too, that said, uh, uh, notice, our Pokemon are for our paying customers only. So a couple oh, businesses nice. getting annoyed by random Pokemon trainers. That is funny. That is hilarious. I was actually upset the other day because there was a Pokemon and I was chasing them. And I got actually to a point where I would actually have had to climb over somebody's roof to get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it puts people in some strange places. I mean, in a weird way, it's like the most dangerous phone app ever. It is. Um, Like I said, there are some really great things about it, but I'm seeing there are some downfalls. And they even tell you guys, you know, pay attention to where you're going. But I'm watching people walk right out into the street in broad daylight with traffic, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you're going to get hit. Or the fact that these people are in cars and just stop. Oh, a Pokemon. Seriously? You're on the goddamn right. road. First off, you're right. not going to play it when you drive. It's bad I mean, enough that... <laughs> do, do not play it while driving. Please do no. not play it while driving. I mean, in all honesty, did I have my phone up the other day when I went to work? Yes. Is my drive to work long? No. It takes me 45 seconds to get to work. I live that close to work. I can see my job from my window. I can. I could walk to work. I just don't. Um, <laughs> Might have a new reason to now, though. <laughs> uh, I, I can't because I'm in upper management. I have to have my car there in case of an emergency. Oh, oh okay. Until I became management. No, I did. I worked all the time. I walked all the time because it's literally like a five, six minute walk to and from. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'll just walk to work. Screw this. Uh, no sense of wasting gas like that. Um, and, yeah, I'm on my way to work. Do I have my Pokemon app out? Yes, I do. And lo and behold, it buzzes. I look down, and there's a seal. 
I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm driving my car. <laughs> How do I get this? Luckily, I w- there's like, it, it, would, it takes me a minute and 30 seconds if I hit all the red lights, because there's literally like three red lights between me and work. I hit one of the red lights. Seal, catch him, catch him, catch him. One Pokeball, <laughs> one, two, three, caught him. Yay! Okay, I can drive again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it's just like, I mean, I try, I, I don't want to do it while driving, but still, like, if I got someone riding shotgun, okay, you're holding both of our phones and catching Pokemon. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, if you are going to be a cheater, and remember, cheaters never win. Sorry. At least not in this game, because you can't, they, they, at least they put a stipulation on the fact that, um, they can't hatch their eggs, and so they right. can't get the word either for walking. But still, guys, the whole point of this is for you guys to get out, interact with other people, and walk a little bit. Do it. I mean, is it really going to kill you? Seriously. I mean, it started storming, and water and electric Pokemon showed up on everybody's phones at work, and they literally looked at all their managers and went, can we have a smoke break? (laughs) That's awesome. And, of course, course, I went, can I supervise that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. Um, speaking about things that are fun, you have been, you were on the show a few weeks ago talking about mm-hmm. this amazing little game called Galatune, and you said that you would be back to let us know when the Kickstarter kicked off, and da-da-da-da, you have a Kickstarter up and running. Yeah, it's up and live, and we're we're doing all right. About 10 days into it, and we're at 40% funded. So, fingers crossed, we should be shipping it out in time for the holidays. Woo-hoo! Now, for those of you who didn't catch on to the last time that Adam was with us, um, Galatoon is a fast-paced tabletop battle card game inspired by anime loaded with awesome fusion of fantasy and sci-fi themes. And if you didn't listen last time, get the name Galatoon got some musical elements in there and so i have actually had the opportunity to go to a few of the shows that adam has been at and actually see some of the gameplay which was really brilliantly done and a lot of fun to play um i even went ahead and i was like can i have that card and he said yes so i have actually one of the original cards that he had around at some of the shows and i've been really really anticipating this kickstarter so i'm very happy that you contacted me and said hey man a kickstarter now (laughs) 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 um and so you guys are really going to, to me, I think anybody who's into card games, you'd really enjoy this. One of the things that makes this really interesting is that this is something that everybody of all ages can play. You're not going to have to use your phone and walk out into traffic for this. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's also more than just a card game. You also have the comic that goes with it. Right, right. Well, I mean, our main goal going into this is I really wanted to make a game where you could get the casual gamers and the serious gamers to sit at the same table and play the same game and both have just as much fun. So, I mean, basically the way we did that is the rules of the game are real simple. It's set up almost like a MOBA, like a battle arena game where you and lead your champion in the battle and you just fight each other for KOs and you don't have to wait on each other to take turns. You all attack at the same time and if someone knocks you down and you get KO'd, you just respawn and keep on fighting. So it's simple enough that a little kid can learn it, but when you try to get into, like, predicting your opponents, then the serious players like to do that, too. So that's a lot of fun. And, yeah, it's all tied into this uh, sci-fi fantasy story. I tell people think of it like a fairy tale in space and got a comic book project as our first uh, stretch goal. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about some of the um, pledges that you have out there. Even though the first two, I about die laughing when I read them. So of course, if you pledge a dollar, you are called. It's called the Unicorn Pledge. You're a rare, mm-hmm. beautiful creature, and we love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think we only have one of those so far. So, so pretty rare. Yeah, but I think the second one is even better because it says pledge seven, and you're a super unicorn. What's better than a unicorn? A super unicorn, of course. It's like a unicorn, but with stickers. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we got 
We got some fun chibi stickers made up of some of our characters. I love those. My, my wife's sticker crazy right now, too. She just got into, I don't know if you heard of Happy Planners. Uh-huh. It's like this scrapbook slash planner thing, and I don't know. But, yeah, uh, all the, all the, it's always fun to name your pledge levels something kind of fun, and it it, it actually has a has meaning that ties into the storyline, too, if someone digs deep enough to the comic or into our Wikia page. Nice. So let we talked a little bit about the little itty-bitty one. So you do have one monster one in here, which is $500 or more, which is what you call your sponsor pledge, um, which this is actually more intended for business owners. Um, but basically... Um, you end up getting the logo featured on a Galatoon website for one year. You get a quarter-page ad in Galatoon comic number one, if the stretch goal is met. Um, your company crossover character uh, in Galatoon. Your ads are in our, your social media. You distribute print collateral at convention booths. Um, of course, you get the complete uh, card game starter deck. Um, issue one, limited edition fan character booster pack, a chibi character sticker sheet, the t-shirt, and a handwritten thank you from let's see, who's the game designer again? Hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's uh, quite a deal right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I really I mean, we're not in this to be greedy. I want to create as much value for everyone that I can. Um, yeah, early on, I set up our universe as a multiverse because I'm really looking forward to licensing and cross-promotion. I mean, I'd love to, like, say you're an indie gamer and you have your own game, Kickstarter, you're working on, too. Maybe you want to help back our sponsor level and we actually get one of your characters as, like, a special guest from another dimension. So he's, like, a visiting warrior. Which, of course, you know, and you do have other ones. You don't have to pledge the $500, um, there is a $150 pledge where, you know, you do actually have, uh, you get to work with um, a game designer to create your own fan-inspired character, which is really cool. Um, you guys have t-shirts out there. Of course, the starter deck. Um, there's the comic book if, of course, the stretch goal is met. Um, you have booster packs, uh, sticker sheet. I love how it's a shout-out in the video. There's going to be a video. Right, right. So, um Periodically throughout the campaign, I'm going to make videos and I'll do something silly and stupid on the video while I read through and thank everybody by name who's kind enough to help us out. I think that's a little bit more fun than, like, I've seen other people send postcards or just post a thank you list or, you know, I want to have more fun with it. But, of course, guys, you know, not everybody can afford, ow, bad dog, get off of me. She is trying to fall her way, my puppy who I was talking to you before the show, is literally pawing, and she has the sharpest nails, and it feels like she's ripping the skin off of my leg. Trying to get oh up my gosh. She wants to talk to you. <laughs> she doesn't understand why I'm sitting here talking to a computer. She has no idea why this is going on, and it has confused the crap out of her. My poor little fizzgig. But you do have some other things for people who may be interested in the card game and the comic itself, I mean, you can get a complete card game starter deck and the issue one of Galitude uh, comic if the stretch goal is met for only $15. I mean, that's really not bad. But those were, those went gone. Those are already gone. Oh my gosh. You got tw- yeah. gone. Ooh. We had a few things sell out pretty quickly. Uh, actually, we sold out of our fan characters. So we still have that sponsorship available for, you know, if you want to have a cross-brand character. But the personal characters, those are actually sold out the first day we opened it. Sounds like somebody might have to put in extra stretch goals. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I I mean, I didn't want to put up anything too early since we're still hoping to get funded. But if we do start to get close to our goal, I, I have another artist I'm working with that we might be able to work out a way to pull in some more character designs. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you can always put in more pledges. I've seen it happen before. Well, there's still the $30 pledge, which is not sold out, and it still actually gets you um, the complete game starter deck, um, issue one of the comic, um, your name in the shout-out video. Um, it ships to only certain countries, though. I'm assuming the United States is one of them since you're here. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry, we ship everywhere but in the U.S. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're working out shipping. We've been adding countries as we go, too. I mean, right now we got uh, European Union, United States, Canada, Mexico, um, most of the key players that everyone expects. But uh, shipping can be a challenge for an indie company. But if, if we get some people reach out to us, we'll make it happen. Uh-huh. I, I've seen a lot of stories where, you know, someone will promise free international shipping and their Kickstarter gets funded and they're in the hole so much from shipping, they would have been better off if their Kickstarter wasn't funded. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen quite sometimes also. So, yeah. If you ever... Now, let's talk a little bit about doing a Kickstarter. Do you have any hair left? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's it's a stressful project. You know, I mean, for people who've never set up one from this side of it before, a lot of people think, oh, it's magical. You just create a nice product, put your heart and soul in it, click launch, and people from all over just give you money. It's That is not the case at all. It is a full-time job on its own. How often do you run to the website to check on it? Oh, gosh, I don't know if I ever turn it off. I just have it running through my phone all day, answering messages and checking our progress and checking up on all our ads, running on different websites, <laughs> doing everything I can to help people out. Yeah, if you've never been part of a Kickstarter before, ladies and gentlemen, prepare for that amount of time that you will be And What did you set yours up for, 60 days? Yeah, and you got to be careful, too, because, I mean, okay, in theory here, if if you're not doing any advertising, if you're not actively campaigning to pull in more pledges, then there's really no point in your Kickstarter being like a day. Because what I've seen happen so much is if you don't do anything, if you just set up your Kickstarter, you'll get your whole network of supporters on day one, and then it'll just sit there the whole rest of your campaign. No, every day that you choose to have your Kickstarter up, you need to be active. So they usually recommend 30 days. The only reason we did 60 is because I want to make sure we can get our Gen Con crowd in there too. But again, if your Kickstarter campaign is longer, then that's just even more time that you got to be putting into it. Do not just let it set there. No, don't let it set there, and you will live, eat. You will eat, breathe, sleep, shower Kickstarter. The entire time it's mm-hmm. up and running. <laughs> It'll exactly. be the only word. It's the only word you will ever know <laughs> by the time it's <laughs> done. <laughs> right now, um, one of the nice little things is is of course you know every single card in the game is rooted in rich science fiction fantasy. You've had a lot of people that have worked with this. Um, one of the big news that you have um, is that Mr. Thomas Zoller um, actually is doing the ink. And if you don't know who Tom Zoller is, guys, um, he's best known for his works on My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, the comic book. Um, He's written an episode of The Ultimate Spider-Man for Disney Channel. Um, He has, here in the Midwest, especially in Ohio, he has a very well-known independent comic called Love and Cape and and another one called Long Distance. The man is phenomenal. Everything he touches is just absolutely brilliantly done, whether it's writing or drawing. And you got him on board to do the ink. Oh, he's been great to work with. We we got a really good team together. I mean, Tom is great, and then we also got uh, Mike DiCarlo, who's, uh, gosh, he's done just about everything, but, I mean, he's done illustrative work for Superman. He's probably most known for his work with The Simpsons. And then we got indies with us, too. I mean, a couple, I mean, you might not have heard of them, but we got, like, uh, Tiffany Walker from Penguin Attack, and then Yep. Uh, Pro, who did all of our character design for the uh, card game. And it's just, I mean, she's independent, but my gosh, the, the character designs are beautiful. Oh, yeah. It, your character designs look like they walked right off of my television. It, they're it's, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not, so, I, I was kind of shocked at first, but, I mean, really, we've got such great feedback about the characters. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> the characters, the fan characters all sold out on day one. Everyone wants to be a part of that art style. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want to be? It, 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 one thing is to be able to be a character like this um, is a very great and wonderful opportunity Um you know, depending on how everything goes, 
um, once it once you become a character, I mean, let's face it, once it's once it's funded and the game becomes where everybody can get a hold of it and your character becomes a real character, congratulations, you're immortal. Right. And I've seen other games do that before as promo characters, but I am actually going a step beyond and I make all of them fully canon to the story. So that means, I mean, I write their backstory, their main objectives, and where they're going. I create a whole story arc for each character. So every fan character, there's a good chance they could end up in the comic book or in a video game. or Like, they are a fully legit character. Now, with this starter deck, um, what what does the starter deck consist of? Right. So basically, the starter deck comes with everything you need for like five or six people to start the game together, learn how to play, and to have competitive matches together. It's it's a game. It's a deck building game, but the whole party shares one deck. And so this this includes a hundred cards, and oh, no duplicates, by the way. I got so sad. I've I've back to Kickstarter card games or waited a year to get the thing, and then, oh, wow, 100 cards. Of those, like, maybe 10 different pieces of art, no, this is 100 individual, beautiful, imaginative pieces of anime that you get into this thing. And of that, you get the 12 starter characters, each one with a very different play style, and then the 88 action cards that are basically all your weapons and spells and that sort of thing. And that, again, is for the $30 package, and then when you up that, uh, for $10 more, you get the fan expansion pack, which uh, literally doubles the number of characters you get. So you get 12 more characters, and all of those are, you know, inspired from real-life fans. Nice. Now, tell everybody who's sitting here going, hmm, this actually sounds very interesting. What makes Galatoon different from other card games? Right. Well, like I said, the coolest thing about it is definitely that the rules are simple enough that someone who's never done tabletop can get into it. But then you start to peel back the layers and the strategy is something that the most diehard fans will really get into. It's It plays almost like poker in a way where everyone takes their turn at the same time and you just basically throw down your attack cards onto the person you want to attack. So you're, it's like an open free-for-all. Hey, I want to attack the person to my left, I throw a card to my left. If I want to attack the person to my right, throw it over there. So a kid can have fun just throwing cards around, but then a, a more serious player is going to be thinking, okay, who's gunning for who? Do I need to shield this round? Is someone coming for me? Or do I go all out while they're distracted by somebody else? So it's, I think it's one of the games where, where you look at a game like Magic and it's so much about structuring your deck and your combos and everything is set up so meticulously and you're really playing deck versus deck. But in a game like this, you're not playing the cards, you're playing the player. And I think that's something beautiful and exciting. And it's different because most, like you said, most card games nowadays like Magic, it's everybody takes a turn, things like that. You can have so much fun and so much interaction with the fact that everybody's playing at the exact same time. Not that you're not playing the other games at the same time, but taking your turns at the same time. It could be very interesting to see who, how an experienced gamer who mainly plays things like Magic or something versus someone new to a series would play the game, how different it would be, and what tips and tricks they learn from each other. Because each one's going to have a different style, and they may learn different tricks and tips from each other. Right. It's it's a very different strategy. I mean, like, one thing, it seems so simple that uh, when you fall in battle in Galatoon, your character respawns and you keep on fighting. And that's fun first because then everyone keeps on playing until the game is over. But then it also really changes up the strategy. So in most card games, you're focused so much on self-preservation. You don't want to die because that's game over. Now, all of a sudden, it's more important for you to play offense than it is to play defense. Defense is so important because you don't want them to score off of you, but no. you're more willing to take a short-term loss if it means a long-term victory. Exactly. Uh, and be like, hey! But then again, there's still going to be people who's going to want to play a little bit of defense. And again, I, it's going to be interesting to see how people play this because there are going to be people who's like, yeah, I really don't want to give you the points, so I want to stay on defense. And then there's going to be other people, probably like myself, who's like, Freaking, I'm a suicider. Let's do this. Woo! 
And then the group dynamics are interesting, too, because I've seen some players play defense actions offensively. Like, for instance, since you play for KO scores, you might be the strongest player in the game. The weakest character in the game might be next to you. And, I mean, you could just pwn him over and over to try to get the points, but I've seen some players where they actually protect the weak character just so other people can't score off of them. So you're, like, playing shields and life cards in an almost offensive way, like point blocking. Well, it's actually a very brilliant strategy. Think about it. Okay, I want to win. Who's my hardest opponent? Him, him, and him. Who's my weakest weakest opponent? Him and him. If I protect them, they become on my side, and I can use them to get to them and use them as fodder, and then I'll slaughter them. Hey! It's been so much fun. I mean, as a game creator, I mean, I, I, I just keep it vague enough to where players can make it their own. And as I'm going to these conventions, I'm seeing strategies I never thought of before. Honestly, I very rarely win at my own game, just because I mean, there, there's some gamers out there who just come up with the craziest strategies I've ever seen. What's the craziest strategy you've seen thus far traveling? Uh, let me think here. Um, well, see, we have a lot of, like, counter cards, too, and we have this person who would very intentionally put themselves in a losing position, and so they kind of fell off of everybody else's radar because it's like, oh, that person doesn't stand a chance at all. They're they're playing like they don't know what they're doing, and the person was kind of talking like they don't know what they're doing, but then they come out of nowhere in the end with some long chain of crazy events that I would have never tagged together to where it just perfectly worked out that they destroyed everyone at the end. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm like uh, a master gamer here. I was, I've won all these tournament leagues at Magic, and I got to say, you got something interesting here. This is a weird strategy, and this might even replace Magic for me someday. I was like, whoa. You found yourself plays... awesome. You found yourself right? awesome player, yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy because it has that poker element where, you know, you kind of, if you can mess with people's heads, that helps you out. So this person was acting like, oh, tabletop. I've never done tabletop before. <laughs> he was trying to maverick you. That's what he was trying to do. Right. That's all he was trying to do was maverick you. Poor guy. Oh. You know the people who are the best at that, too, is our kids. Like, I mean, it's so hard. I try to gauge each player and help them out. Because you get some kids who are, like, 10 years old and still struggling reading a little bit. But then another time I'll have a 10-year-old kid who acts like that, and you know, they go in for the throat every time. Like, some of oh, these yeah. kids are really good gamers. Yes, they are. That it, it amazes me how quick kids catch on nowadays to games and stuff. It's like, yeah, I never would have thought of that. Thanks for making me feel old and senile. I appreciate that, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just playing Star Wars Battlefront, and I'm like, man, I'm doing pretty good at this game. I'm always in the top of the lead. I'm like, this is pretty good. And a friend of mine, his his friend caught, got on, and this friend of mine's a little bit younger. He's in his 20s. Well, he has a friend that's 16. Mm-hmm. This little 16-year-old shows up, and I'm like, ah, cool. you know. And I just did a couple of streaks where I was like 36 to 6, something like that. And then this little kid, this little 16-year-old kid comes in, and he's like, 79 and 1. Get out of here. I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't be that good if I was running around and I was invincible in this game. I hate you. (laughs) I don't know how they do it. It's wild. But, I mean, it's a different generation, too. I mean, they're born into this. I mean, I still, like, board games were the only option when we were getting started. I had Atari 2600. That's what I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my first system was in 64, and that was when I was around, like, 12 years old, I think. I was in the fifth or sixth grade when we got the first Nintendo. That's how old I was. Um, board games? There's this one, and I can't remember. I can't even remember. Was it actually called Dungeons and Dragons? It was like Dungeon. It was it was like a D and D, but it was like you pulled out the board. You had to put up all these walls, and you actually had like little figures that you actually could move across the board. And that was like the greatest board game ever when I was a kid. I can't even remember the name of it now. 
Sorry, I'm old. I'm like 40, so, you know, dementia creeps in a little bit, and I forget things. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. That you all laugh at that. (laughs) So I have to ask, because I've been looking at these two words this entire time, and they have put me totally stoked out at this point. Robot butlers. Oh, right. Oh, well, I have so much fun setting up this universe, and it's got a sci-fi twist to it, but it's kind of like an atom punk feel. So, uh, yeah, Robot Butler is is one of the weapons you get. It's a robot you can program to either defend your champion or go out into the battle and attack you. Then we also got a nurse bot that's kind of fun, and Robo-Army Onslaught, where it's just like a big, crazy mass of robots wreck all your opponents at once. Nice. I was just like, Robot Butlers, that's quite interesting. But what really makes this such a great game is, in all honesty, the fact that you didn't just was like, all right, so this is a wizard, and this is an elf, and this is a mage, and here, have at it. Like, you have a full backstory that goes for this. Um, you can, the People can even look into the backstory right now um, as it's developing on your Wika page um, if they can't even wait for the comment to come out. Um, you actually have this huge, diverse everything from the planet that they're from, the species that they are, um, everything. You know, that's really intelligent on how you created a story and then you created a game, and now you have this comic, and it's like this wonderful, like, wow, this is going to sound bad, but it's like the ultimate Triforce. It's just this ultimate little <laughs> Triforce. I can't help it. It, it. They're lyrics, they're space elves, like, and obviously the first thing I'm thinking of is like Link and Zelda. I can't help it. and I Love came Zelda. with a three points. I got three points, came out with a Triforce, get over it. Oh, sorry, my nerd took over. It's not my fault. but yeah i was really inspired by like things like i mean i love the game dark souls where it has this rich universe to it but you would never know unless if you read all the flavor text and it kind of lets you play detective and piece everything together so it's like you know i want to do that nothing should be random in my game every single card should be rooted into this universe and so i started there and then it just kind of kept evolving and you know, now we have that comic book series and want to take it as far as the fans want it to go. So hopefully if people fall in love with the story, maybe we'll get a full anime someday. Oh, 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 I, I, I can do a voice. Can, can I be a voice of Yummy Muffin? <laughs> that would be adorable. I want to be Yummy Muffin. Dude, that is like the first card I ever saw. Uh, and even though I got Princess Violetta Crown, Dude, next time I see you, I need a yummy muffin. It is the cutest cat ever. And that has been so popular. It's yummy muffin is yummy muffin are these are these cute little cat squirrel shark things and they're like a great pet and kids keep them in their homes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but they have this weird magical power that if you eat one alive, it will magically heal all your wounds. So it's kind of fun as a gameplay element. It like heals you, but then it changes your morality to dark because you're like, I mean, how could you eat one of those adorable things? Um, breed it first and then eat the mom and dad later. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see the anime. Somebody going, "Mom, take a beer." Hell no, you injured. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you just see it walking up to the battlefield and going, oh, shit, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It'd be great. It literally would be. So, um, now, one of the things that I really, really, really like is, you know, there are some gorgeous arts on cards. But cards are, they're cards. And, you know, you have to really look. But your cards are not the standard size cards. Your cards are, what size are they again? Like two and three quarters by four and three quarters? Yeah, it's it's a tarot size, basically. But, yeah, uh, I really want to, I mean, it's so sad. You get some great, beautiful artwork on games, and 
I'll, they only give you like a two by two window to actually look at this art. Like, no, let's let's really design the cards in a weird new way to showcase the artwork. And like like our character cards are all double sided too. So instead of having just a generic back, basically our back is like a cover that shows off this huge beautiful artwork, and then on the other side of the card it gets into the like gameplay mechanics. Which also works out really well because how many times have, have when you're playing a card game, especially if you wear like glasses or something and you're trying to read in such itty bitty print, you have some really nice bold print and it's very legible. So people, you know, there is no, um, um, you can find what you're looking for very easily because of the size of your cards. Right. So I thought that was really cool as well. So in all honesty, in your opinion, why would anybody, why should people be focusing in on this Kickstarter? Other than uh, well, not getting hit by a car looking at their phone. Sorry? Other than not getting hit by a car because looking at their phone. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, tabletop is really kind of in the middle of a renaissance right now where you have a lot of people who grew up playing video games like me who are just now starting to discover the, ta- the magic of tabletop for the first time. And it's, it's a very different experience to sit around with your friends, to scream and shout, to have some beer and pizza, and to, like, look at each other in the eyes while you're trying to devastate each other in, in the card game. And it's been so much fun that way. And this game specifically is designed to help kind of be a gateway tabletop game where it's, it's, if you're curious about tabletop at all or even if you're just a video game player and you're looking for a new way to play, it's really a great kind of first step game to get into tabletop. I mean, there's a lot of tabletop games you have to sit and learn how to play for an hour or even like a four-hour game manual. And this is something you can pick up and play in like five minutes. Awesome. So, guys, if you're really looking for something, you know, because your Pokemon server keeps crashing or you have always been interested in a tabletop game, but, you know, magic kind of intimidates you, I highly recommend this one. Um, The artwork is absolutely beautiful. The backstory is brilliantly done. The cards are easily to easy to read and use. The game is a lot of fun. And I highly recommend this, and you're going to see my $30 go to it easily. Unless somebody wants to give them AGP a lot of money so she could be a character, because that would be awesome, too. Because um, if you want to <laughs> give AGP $500 so AGP could be all over this, that would be great. I, I'm not going to complain at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was funny. You have to admit it. So, I mean, I really do want to thank you so much for, you know, contacting me because I was so excited the last time you were on the show. And you're like, yeah, we're going to have a Kickstarter. And then you're like, it'll be around, like, next year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and now here it is. And we're with the Kickstarter's up and running. It looks like you're supposed to have, if everything goes according to plan, this should be able to be shipped out, like you said, around before Christmas. So, right. you know, I'm looking for a really great Christmas present for that special someone in your life go ahead, back this Kickstarter and get them something that they're really going to enjoy and be really interested in because they have some really great stretch goals in plan with the T-shirts. Um, they have these really cute chibi stickers because who doesn't love chibi style everything. The T-shirt is absolutely phenomenally beautiful. And the fact that you guys made it with a premium cotton polyester blend, it's, um, it, that will make it a very silky and durable, which means it's also going to be very breathable uh, type breathable type material to be able to wear to where you're not going to die of a heat stroke wearing a t-shirt in the middle of the summer. Right. I mean, we didn't cut any corners on anything. We're, we're making it all really nice. Like, I mean, all of our characters are going to be hollow foils and great thickness and feel to it. I mean, the t-shirt is Primo HD. The stickers are phenomenal. Just, We want to create as much value as we can for everyone. And if you, and if you need any more help, because I'm going to admit, because I saw this, and, well, I'm just that type of person, and I'm going to admit this. Um, go to the website, and if you want to see places where it has been tested and enjoyed at, you, you will see that they've done it at the CincyCon, uh, Geek Dayton, Gen Con, um, the Independent Creators Expo, where we met for the first time, 
Wright State University, which at Wright State University, this actually did win uh, the 2016 student business competition. Right? Right, right. And we've been really fortunate for that, too. It's, it's basically like Shark Tank. We had to get up on stage and, and pitch our idea for a bunch of investors. So, And I like to share that because I know some people with Kickstarter are a little hesitant because you don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. Well, know that this one is student business competition, and we have a team of investors and, and business specialists who've been helping us out on the business end of things. So making sure that our business plan is, is rock solid, our financials are good. This isn't going to be like Mighty Number no. 9 where you wait four years to get a piece of questionable work. I mean, we have everything planned out and just need to hit the print button and get it shipped out in time for Christmas. So let's make sure that that happens. Other places, if you, uh, they've been also at StevensCon. And, oh, thank you so much. You put AGP on there, too. <laughs> yeah, I got to brag on you guys. You're just so <laughs> kind to have us. And it's, it's great to be back again, even though you're oh, King Valor. Oh, 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 really? Really? Uh-huh. And <laughs> on that note, <laughs> and, you know, the total funding goal, um, let's talk a little bit about that before you go. Um, the, to the, the What we're asking for is a pledge of 20000 which at this point, there's 8,323, 67 backers. You still have 49 days to go. Um, and, and, of course, with like, like they said, you know, everything does include um if you go for the card uh two to five players to be able to play together 12 champion character cards 88 action cards um like you said there's no duplicates with that um there's opportunities for some really cool other incentives within there um now you have um this thing where the kickstarter goal is two thousand dollars um total fees so your total funding goal ends up being like twenty six hundred twenty six thousand six hundred dollars uh, for the stretch goal, it would be, um, what, like 27200 to reach the stretch goal of that? Right. Well, I, I hope it doesn't cause confusion because I, I know some people show, like, percentages on what's going to what. I want to be totally transparent, so I actually showed, like, by the number what we're spending on. So our Kickstarter goal is 20000 and that gets the game produced. And then if right. we can hit 25000 we're going to ship out but every every copy of the game will have a printed first issue of the comic book too. But I did outline that you know we're we're not looking to make it rich off of this. Actually, what we're getting out of Kickstarter is a little bit less than what we actually need. So I outlined our total cost in the show. You know, we got skin in the game too. We're not just trying to make an easy buck. We just want to do whatever we can to get this created and cross our hurdles. Awesome. Now I do have to ask one last thing. So does Galatune have, like, a catchphrase or anything yet? Uh, gosh, not so much. That's hard for me. I don't know. Catchphrases can <laughs> get so cheesy if you're if you're not careful with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Galatune. Sing a song. No. Um, <laughs> well, we'll, 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 co we'll come up with a catchphrase for it someday. We will. We'll have it. I'll be like, I'll be, be tune in. No, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too easy, too easy. <laughs> too easy. Well, you know, Adam, thank you so much for reaching out to AGP and asking to be on the show again. I'm glad that we were able to get you in during the Kickstarter time so we could talk about the Kickstarter and get it out there to a lot of people. That way they have an opportunity to go over to the Kickstarter and check it out. Um, again, guys, I highly recommend this game. It's not just because, you know, when they say tested by and enjoyed by AGP, we have tested this. I've been to a few of the shows. I've had an opportunity. I have one of the cards, and obviously I'm in love with one of the little side characters. That um, That's going to be one of mine. I'm going to create that thing and have a real live one one of these days. Yummy, Oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. It, yummy Muffin can play with this gig. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> dude, that would actually, like, the actual Fizz gig from the Dark Crystal, that'd be like an epic rap battle. Fizz gig versus Yummy Muffin. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to everybody before you go? Uh, well, we're going to be at Gen Con. Hope to see you there. 
Ooh, yes, Gen Con, one of the best an one of the best anime slash video game conventions here within the tri-state area. That'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana. And of course, where can they find you online? Uh, just Galatune.com, and that's G-A-L-A-T-U-N-E. And we're also and, like everywhere, Twitter and such. But go check them out over on the Kickstarter. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen. Um, even though somebody's the wrong team, <laughs> um, I have a feeling two of us are going to have to play Go Gotta Catch Them All, um, which you never know. That could end up being a thing here in Galatune, too. You got to catch all of it. You know, there's lots of different characters out there, and they're all as beautifully designed as the next. So you may want to start ca collecting all of those cards as well. And on that note, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to AGP. Remember, we're live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us over at AmandaGillumPresents.com, which is our website. Amanda Gillum Presents over on Facebook. Remember, Gillum is spelled like William, but with a G instead of a W. And you can follow me over on Twitter at LadyVader79, where since I can't catch catch real Pokemon, I'm taking pictures of animals in the wild and be like, this is close enough, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> until next time, keep gaming, everybody, because that's where your imagination can really soar. Good night!